Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Brady Tanner, featuring Jack and Andre. <laughs> Good morning, Film Lords. Good morning. Hi. Hello. Hey, Undine. Thanks for having us. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm the guest today. It's kind of true. Yeah. But we've actually known you for ages. I know. It's cute. We're finally collabing. We're finally doing a collab. Mm. Yeah, exactly. What have you got planned for us today? We're trying to get people to come to a film festival that we're hosting on Saturday. Yes. And that's not me being desperate. That's me letting you know that you want to catch this. It's called Garden Reflex Presents Last Minute Challenge. And Jack and I, with our pal Enoch... Russell together a beautiful lineup of um, experimental but not lame films that are going to blow people's minds. And it's this Saturday night at Pink Flamingos. And we're going to be talking about that. But before then, we've got reviews of music videos and we're going to talk about hot stuff that's happening on computer screens. Should we get into movie news? <sighs> Let's do it. Movie news. So as we start, we've got three pieces of feminized news. The newest Charlie's Angels trailer has dropped, uh, and it's not what impressive. What did you think? It's not impressive. It's not impressive because I just feel like there are all these remakes that are happening with your favorite lead actresses, and they're just not going there. And I want them to go there. And this film trailer does not go there. I completely agree. But what I hope will go there, and also I feel like might not go there, is that SBS is launching a new movies channel, which I'm really excited for. Uh, it's going to be all day, every day, 24 hours a week. And the first week's got that um, acclaimed lesbian drama from Kenya, Rafiki, that was at Sydney Film Festival last year, the black and white sensitively and sort of geniusly surreal film Pincushion from the UK, Ashes of Purest White, uh, and Spirited Away. They're also going to have Murakami. Oh, not Murakami. Oh, my God, Miyazaki. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have Miyazaki seasons every weekend, which will be really fun. And if that doesn't tickle your nipples, then you can go on Netflix because they've just unveiled a tab or a section on Netflix, which is for female directors. So you don't have to troll through countless, countless scrolls to find your copy of Some Assault by Kate Shortland. I don't know if that's on Netflix, but there's now... It's definitely an, an on demand, right? There's an easy way to find female-directed films on Netflix, which is hectic. And speaking of female directors, Jack... Well, we just found out some hot news, and I hope it's okay for us to share it, but we're just going to share it anyway. We interviewed Erica Glynn the other night, and uh, she revealed she was the director of um, She Who Must Be Loved. Which... She revealed that right, she's okay. the director of she a movie. She didn't reveal that, but she was the director. <laughs> I'm just filling people in if you, you're not familiar with who Erica Glynn is. Uh, she's part of sort of Australia's... I guess I would say the Coppola dynasty of Australia of Warwick Thornton, Frida Glynn. She made a de- documentary about her mum, which won the documentary prize at Sydney Film Festival. And she's just revealed that she's going to be making a documentary adaptation of Dark Emu by Bruce Pascoe, which kind of changed the way that mainstream Australia saw pre-colonial history. Uh, which I'm, That's, Yeah, this is huge. It's going to be huge. And it comes like a, the same week that he's released a children's book on the same thing. It's kind of taking over the culture in a really cool way. Bruce Pascoe, who was once uh, uh, an Indigenous officer at AFTERS uh, and who is, uh, I think, an essential voice in Indigenous film, or just Ooh, even yeah. like and Australian film. One, and his, his book actually crops up everywhere. Like, I saw a film, My, Bo- um, My Body Remembers the Day the World Broke Open at the Sydney Film Festival, which was actually about two Indigenous women in Vancouver. And the book was in their bookshelf, in the movie, as part of their maison scene. 
Maison Saint. Right. Maison Saint. <laughs> let's talk about Maison Saint, but let's also talk about actresses getting big in their 50s. Yes, and, let's do it. And Dad, who we all know from Compliance and also The Handmaid's Tale. Okay, what the, is Compliance? Compliance is actually screened on SBS On Demand as well, and it's a movie that's based on a true story about a fast food joint in America that was phoned, that had a phone call that that some that that was conned through a phone call where someone was pretending to be a cop, and they managed to convince all the workers in the fast food joint to do these heinous things on camera. And Dad starred in that movie, but she's the bad guy in Handmaid's Tale, and she gave a speech at a Glamour magazine event to highlight how to persevere in life if you don't find success until later on. And she got her first big role at 56, so she talks about using inner peace, silence, perseverance, and basically just going to theatres and waiting outside and just shaking people's hands and just thinking, I'm not doing auditions, I'm not working, I'm not getting parts, but I'm just going to meet people who just go to shows and then maybe eventually something will happen. And now she's huge. She's got Emmys under her belt and, I mean... It sounds like my favourite speech of the week, which was Marianne Williamson at the Democratic debate talking about fighting Trump with love. Oh my God, yes. Give me some of these aged American ladies just I'm talking about with peace. It's the future. Okay, that's all the news we have today. <laughs> good news. It's all good news. <laughs> it's all good news. Finally, I it's finally, all good news. We went and saw Parasite yesterday. I was like, oh my God, I actually enjoy going to the movies again. Thank goodness. It's been a, it's been a rough time. Oh my God, it's been a time. It's just been overwhelming. Anyway. Well... Let's, uh, we're going to play a song now, and then when we come back, we will hear two reviews. We have two music-related films, one from Madonna and one from Tom York. Mm, Excited right. to hear about it. Until then, we have Oscar Key sung here with Don't Play. It's got a language warning. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing, Jack? <laughs> it's just the funniest sound I've ever heard. Uh, well, anyway, back to what I was saying. Anima is what happens when uh, art chauffeurs become art passengers. People used to look to Tom York, Radiohead, and Paul Thomas Anderson for inspiration, and now they're just dick drips of creative powers once thought genius. Anima is someone just starting out in the game, application to art school quality of modern dance and flashing lights. But also, in my mind, maybe Paul Thomas Anderson and Tom York have paved the way, and now they've just got nothing else to say. Like, maybe an ABBA cover album isn't a career misstep. And maybe people in 190 countries will watch Anima and not feel pressure to think it's genius. Because we now have more room for others, so Paul Thomas Anderson can stop and make unimpressive flaws. And maybe Anima will just let people appreciate something else for a while, like Adrian Villarrojas or now Bustamante, Arca, Sophie, Sam Levinson. I could name so many people. Let Anima live so, Jack, cover your ears, so PTA and Tom York can die. <laughs> I don't understand why you include Sam Levinson in that group. But because I get it. I get, I get, get, I get it. I'm just saying that there are people who are post-Radiohead and post-CTA. Anima is honestly just like going to Cockatoo Island for the Sydney Biennale and being like, okay, I'm seasick. Mm, mm-hmm. That's I what you mean. the whole feeling of just like walking through those cliffs, there being a couple of vivid lights. It did feel very Sydney. Like... Sydney really does ask the question, is light art? Mm, truly, truly, truly. And is the installation light art art? Yeah, exactly. Cool. It kind of felt like Vivid this year. Just sort of like totally dead, not enough good lineup, and uh, old fogies. Expensive. Expensive and old fogies being the big names. Yeah. Like we don't need more underworld. So, in a word? In a word, uh, unimaginative? Uh, I'm going to say vivid. Vivid. Cool. 
They showed it on IMAX. 15 minutes they showed it IMAX. Oh. I mean, I do love the short form. Just show Jack and I's film, you know what I mean? Jack, yeah. review God Control for us. Uh. Okay. Stop laughing, Jack. Why are Tom I will York? cut your mics if you laugh. <laughs> Why are Tom York and Madonna so funny They're now? They're so lame. They're so lame. Anyway, after getting dragged by MIA with the middle finger for being so heavily managed during the Super Bowl, which is a vacuum for progress anyway, Madonna's go control video is her jackknifing from Sweet 16 going on 60 Americana to a big truth message. Three years after Orlando, set in Studio 54 where Donald and Ivanka would hang out, Madonna as Amanda Lepore as Madonna dances in heavy gold and ends up shot down Scarface style in a pile of hot bodies. And in the same week as Cardi's Naked Dead Bodies press video, Iggy Azalea's Gory in My Defense, and Bong Joon-ho's Class Violent Parasite, it's funny gore, but make it politics. <laughs> Swedish director Jonas Ackerland, famous for directing music videos for political activists like Ali G, Pussy Riot, Rose McGowan, Kesha, and Mika, pushes Madonna out into angry smoking beat poet territory, dripping perfect tears in front of a Lady Gaga typewriter. Drawing like from like this referential... Pool, thank God again. There's actually been 14 films called Madame X, Madonna's new album and new character. But the most interesting is a German film called Madame X, An Absolute Ruler, where Madame X places an ad that convinces bored women to leave their lives and join a lesbian pirate ship. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I maintain that my favorite Jonas Ackerland is Telephone by Lady Gaga yeah. and Beyonce. That's my favorite music video of Which his. Which I just found out, you know the scene where Beyonce's in a motel room dancing on the bed? Yeah. All improvised because they planned to have her out in the desert at a sunset, but the sunset too quickly because someone obviously like didn't look at the time. And then, uh, yeah, they just booked out a motel room and that was improvised. Amazing. I mean, couldn't even tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this Madonna clip... Uh, it's 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 a shame because I feel like Jonas Ackerland's style strips away any kind of interpretation and meaning so much because he's so hamburger fluorescent that you watch his things and you're just like, oh, this is just fluff and it's so artificial. That's just how I feel. I hope you don't think that my review was a critique because I think this is like the best music video of the year and I love it. I've watched it like 17 times and like my housemates all sit. It's really weird how she has this line, like her, her first song on the album is like, I took a pill that made me dream. How does it go? I'm not going to say it on air. Okay. And then this one's like, that dope. I don't smoke. It's true. Like why has she got these lame drug why, lines? Why do you love? Love these sort of uh, uninterpretive music videos because I just find like you love heavy metaphor and like obvious obvious yeah meaning. like Jordan Peele yeah you like being hammered over the head I think only recently I've been I've like had a backlash against people hating earnestness because I think that like the world is screwed <laughs> and I just want people to be like kind of upfront with their metaphor I don't know that's just how I feel I feel like watching anima I'm like this is just a vacuum of metaphor and I kind of like the upfrontedness of Madonna the frankness the frankness yeah yeah, I'm into it. Okay, well, in a word, I'm going to call this up front. Okay. Oh, do I have to say a word? You do have to say a word. Um, studio. <laughs> studio. Nice. Well, that was two reviews. Uh, we're going to go to a song, and then we're going to come back and talk all about this film festival you two are putting on this weekend. Jump in quickly, because we're going to draw the winner of a double pass to go to this film festival. Get on that text line, 0409 945 945. Tell us something you do last minute that is better because it's last minute. And you could win. The winner right. will be drawn at the end. Because the festival's called 
Garden Reflex presents Last Minute Challenge. Last Minute Challenge. I want to know a last minute challenge. Have we had any texts? We've had a few. We've had a few. I would like more. I want this to be a tight competition. So get on that text line. You've got like five minutes to do it. Truly, mm-hmm. truly, truly. Jack, what's something that you do last minute? I know that I watch Netflix movies last minute. Uh, I mean, I do assignments last minute. And yeah, then, like, write essays three months last later. minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And get mm-hmm. goddamn good marks for Oh, him. that's very Jack. That's very Jack. <laughs> All right, this song here is Hedge Fund and it's called True Romance. What's happening? Sydney Spotlight. Oh my god. Cough, cough. Cough, cough, cough. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're here. We're here. And we're here to talk our, about our own event, which I guess is why we're Spotlight suddenly being coy and humble. Mm. Do it. We're, we've actually, for the last few months, been working towards a film festival from our hearts based on DIY films where we take films from our heroes, early works or DIY works from people around the world and then pair them with our friends and people from just around the corner. And I guess it's last minute challenge because they're films made with no budget that are anti-production value because we think that the production value system of festivals kills creativity and ideas. And this is our love letter to people who just make films because they want to. And there are famous people out there who make movies that aren't expensive looking. And, like, people out there aren't making anima. So what else are they making? They're making shitty shitty films in their kitchens with their friends on lukewarm budgets where there's, like, fake electricity and lightning. And that's, like, what we want to show. So we, we've And then you learn together. to value other things. It's not just, like, we're going to show crap films. We're going to show the best films with the best ideas with different values, not just uh, grading values. and sound design. And we've been curating it with uh, Enoch Melangi. And we've come across a pretty fabulous lineup, but we have some Australian premieres, like the Francesco Michelevi film, The Colour of Chips. For those who don't know, Michelevi is a f- super famous composer who composed the films Under the Skin, Jackie, yeah. and is just so well-known in the film industry. We have Ryan Trey Carton in the Lizzie Fitch film. Sione Monu. Sione Monu. Lily Bennett. Bowness. I'm showing a film that I'm making with Kalia Tipa. Now Bustamente is showing a work. I almost called them Bao. <laughs> Enoch's showing a work. It's going to be amazing. It's this Saturday night, July 6th at 7.30 at Pink Flamingo Cinema. That's Pink Flamingo Cinema in Marrickville, July 6th at yeah. 7.30. And tickets are really cheap as well. You can get a $5 ticket, which gets you entrance. Or if you want to support the cause and keep uh, Last Minute Challenge like, alive, you can give... pay for anything that we've done. <laughs> Just pay for the DJ. You can... Spend $10 on a ticket and you can find all of those things, event details, ticket options on Facebook. Just type in Garden Reflex Presents Last Minute Challenge Babies. (laughs) We'll put all those details up on the program page as well for everyone. And we also have someone who's going to get to go for free, baby. Yeah, right now. What are you good at doing last minute? So, I there's been a couple of really fun texts come through. Unfortunately, some of them weren't supporters. We mm. have to give away to supporters. Um, but I'm going to just give them a little readout. Someone said, uh, the question was, things that you do last minute that make them better. We had an anonymous text to say pee, which is probably the funniest <laughs> answer we got. Which is what I didn't do before bed last night, and that's why I just had lucid dreams all night. It, it, it oh, happens. That's yeah, crazy. You can't be bothered going back out. Is that you what happens when you, when you don't pee? You just have lucid dreams. I think so. It's mm. good for creativity. Mm. We also had someone say, everything is better last minute when you have ADHD. My brain doesn't switch on until I'm catastrophically close to a deadline. (laughs) That's Jack. (laughs) Jack, did you text that in? (laughs) 
We do have a winner, though. Uh, our winner is Liz. Liz, hello. Uh, Liz said, last minute mad scramble to pack bags for a flight, which is, is very oh. relatable. And then I... also, does she have like a long tail last minute when she gets back off the plane? She doesn't unpack for like two weeks. Text in. Is it Liz? I have a uh, personal trauma being in an airport with my family and having the speakers across the whole airport saying, Andre Shannon, hurry up and board your flight. And then they named and shamed the rest of the family because we were so late. <laughs> that happens to all my friends all the time. I think I'm only friends with last minute challenges. Last minute challenges. So please come along, guys. I think it's a really beautiful night and it's at a really beautiful venue. Pink Flamingo Cinema is super special. It's unlike any place in Sydney. It's the best place to watch movies, so TBH. It's heaven. Second... Beautiful velvet seats from the Newtown, rescued from the Newtown Theatre. It's a cinema that has Run chains in Dykeman. it. Chains and uh, everyone who knows anything is going to be there. So come along and find the details on Facebook. I'm excited. I'm going to be there. It's going to be great. Liz, congrats on winning free tickets to that. We will get in contact with you. Thank you, Film Lords. Oh, my gosh. Oh my no, God. Thank, thank you. you so much, Undine. It's what been, a great vibe. It's been so fun. It's yeah. been super fun. It's been super chill. You can I've always come back. loved it. <laughs> look, we'll see how we go. You never know. Maybe I'm going to take Bridie's job. Oh, Ooh. okay. You heard it here first. That's the last minute challenge. <laughs> no, no, no. Never, never. Um, all the podcasts will be up. You can listen back to this That's on right. fbiradio.com slash movies. And our reviews are on Instagram at movies underscram. Underscram. movies. Underscram movies. Underscram. Beautiful. Thank you so much. We're going to chuck a song on now. This is Mwanji with The Divine. Keep it locked. A whole bunch more stuff coming up. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.